It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do, that's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Just before the November election, the Federal Communications Commission finalized rules that would have required Internet service providers to get approval from customers before using or selling data about their web browsing and app use. But congressional Republicans have now approved a resolution that would block those rules from ever taking effect. The measure is now awaiting Donald Trump's signature. It would help AT&T and Comcast compete in the online advertising market, but it has alarmed privacy advocates who say it licenses big phone and cable companies to spy on Americans. With us to talk about this is Fred Campbell. He's the former chair of the FCC's Wireless Bureau and now director of Technology, which advocates for market-oriented solutions to tech issues, and Catherine Sandoval. She teaches communications law at Santa Clara University School of Law. Thank you both for joining us. Catherine, can, let's start at a pretty basic level. Just give me the basic explanation of the state of the law right now. So if I'm, I'm on the Internet and I do a search for something, uh, how much privacy can I expect in, in what I do? Well, thank you very much for the invitation. Um, so the FCC rules that would have increased protections and privacy had not fully gone into effect because of the requirements of Federal Register publication, and then there's the, which often results in a delay. So essentially, under our uh, current today privacy rules, uh, actually consumer privacy rules are... Uh, very much up in the air, and that's what this FCC rule would have addressed. It would have created uh, basically the obligation for the Internet service providers, the ones that you use to get on to the Internet, uh, to require your consent before they could do things like sell your search history and sell other personally identifying information up to and including Social Security numbers. So this uh, repeal uh, resolution would repeal the rules that the FCC adopted, and then um, and then basically we would go back to having no regulation in place at a federal level because of some decisions that effectively also block the Federal Trade Commission from regulating. Uh, certain internet service providers that also service telecommunications companies that that creates a problem that will have to be worked out as well. Um, Fred, and Fred, the bill seems to view a consumer's data as property of the internet providers. How do the Republicans justify allowing internet providers to sell your personal information? Yeah, so to be clear, I think the congressional resolution was really about one issue, and that's this opt-in versus opt-out. So the FTC regulated both uh, edge providers, that's Google, uh, Yahoo, and the like, and ISPs uh, both under its privacy framework up until, you know, last year. 
uh, last fall. And uh, the FTC uh, has always applied an opt-out approach, which means a consumer can, can opt out of their data being collected, but the default is, is that it can be collected and used. What the FCC did that was very different is it took one part of the Internet ecosystem, the ISPs, and decided to treat them differently than the FTC. Uh, it said, uh, with respect to ISPs only, there's going to be an opt-in requirement. Um, that's, that's what the FCC did that Congress just... Um, uh, overturned, uh, you know, ISPs are still subject to uh, basic statutory authority privacy protections uh, that are in the Act and that would still apply. So, but, but from what's the justification no for that? Apply. What's the justification it, for having to, I think most people don't even know how to opt out. What's the justification for this? The main justification is fairness and competitiveness. Uh, there are companies out there, Google, uh, which currently collect third-party web browsing data through their DoubleClick subsidiary from uh, 50% of the top 1 million sites. Uh, they do that. If you visit the New York Times, for example, which has a relationship with DoubleClick, uh, uses them for their ad server, um, Google can track which articles uh, the consumer reads on the New York Times, and it combines that data with its own user data, which is, you know, search data on Google.com and its Gmail and all of its other services, uh, and it does this to do targeted ads. The ISPs would like to compete in that market, which is, you know, worth upwards of $80 billion at this point, uh, and uh, having a different set of requirements on them makes it harder for them to compete. Um, and Given that Google's uh, double-click uh, ad-serving subsidiary has uh, about 75% of that market, uh, you know, has a dominant market share, you know, the competition in this in, in the ad online ad market would be a good thing for consumers, and they'd be no worse off uh, with respect to ISP data collection than they are with. Uh, respect to data collection by Google and other edge providers. I'm Greg Store in Washington with June Grasso in New York. We're talking about a Republican move to block uh, what would have been Federal Communications Commission rules to uh, require Internet service providers to get approval from their customers before they use data about their web browsing or app use. Our guests are Fred Campbell, a former FCC official, and Catherine Sandoval of Santa Clara University School of Law. Catherine, um, Fred was talking a moment ago about, uh, I'll, I'll probably oversimplify this, but basically had this FCC rule gone into effect, we would have ended up in a world where Internet service providers uh, had one set of rules and search engines had another set of rules applying to them. And basically there would have been more restrictions on those Internet service providers. Uh, would that kind of a world have made I any sense? So what the FCC decided is that they looked at the position that Internet service providers occupy in the market, right? You get to search engines or anything else on the Internet through an Internet service provider when you first boot up and log in and you're accessing the Internet um, through whether it's AT&T or an independent like Monkey Brains or Verizon or Comcast. Um, they are your gateway basically to everything on the Internet. So the FCC rules were adopted recognizing that as truly the gatekeepers to the Internet, that consumers 
really are in a different position vis-a-vis their Internet service provider, especially where you're looking at having high-speed Internet. Most consumers have the choice of only one or two providers, and there are places, many places, where really there are only one provider, um, and so you can't really shop around these rules. The other thing I'd like to add is that in terms of the Federal Trade Commission rules, because of a decision that was made last year in a case called FTC versus AT&T Mobility, the FTC uh, jurisdiction was determined by the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals here in the West uh, that, that the FTC had limited jurisdiction that basically prohibited uh, the FTC from regulating companies that also provide telephone service. What that means is if you were accessing the Internet through your mobile phone, the FTC would not be able to enforce the rules. It raises interesting questions about if you're accessing the Internet where you have a package, can the company claim, well, really, I'm a telephone provider, a common carrier, and therefore the FTC doesn't have jurisdiction. So it has created lots of issues. And, and really the bottom line here is do consumers have a right to know what these companies are doing with their information uh, and who they're selling their information to, do they have a right to, should they be able to, to opt in first before allowing the gatekeeper to sell their information? And the last thing I would add is that this bill, this, uh, excuse me, this um, rule that the F- FCC passed would have also required Internet service providers to take certain steps with regard to prevention of data breaches. So that no longer is going to be required under the resolution. Um, And also this particular resolution repealing the rules would mean if the Internet service provider sells the customer's data, it's not a data breach. So the customer doesn't have to be notified. Fred, Minnesota lawmakers have pushed back with votes to tighten privacy protections within the state, prohibiting Internet providers in Minnesota from collecting personal information from customers without their permission. How would that bill, if it's passed, how would it fit in with the federal system? Yeah, I mean, my guess is that the states are free to adopt their own unique privacy rules. Uh, There's a legal question there about whether they would be preempted uh, by, uh, you know, federal authorities. But I think there's some uncertainty around that in the short term, probably not. Um, I I wanted to address the choice issue. One of the things that I think confused people about this, when I talked about those ad servers, uh, Google, Facebook, and the like, consumers don't really have uh, any better choice there than they have with the ISPs because, you know, uh, there are nearly 2 million websites that use ad servers. And when a consumer visits that website, it may be your local newspaper uh, or, or uh, you know, any other standard website out there. Uh, their browsing information can be collected by uh, these ad servers. And there's really not because the website has a relationship with the ad serving company. But uh, that relationship isn't uh, usually uh, you know, uh, expressly disclosed to the uh, consumer other than in the detailed privacy policies on every website. Uh, so really, I, I think, listen, if, if the opt-in versus opt-out is such an overwhelming concern, I'm surprised uh, that nobody's talked about it, you know, 
for the last uh, 20 years of the Internet's existence. Uh, but put that aside, uh, going to the Ninth Circuit case, uh, case that, you know, that issue was raised, I think there are real issues there. And I think the answer has to be uh, Congress getting involved in doing some legislation that makes uh, this system rational, you know, that harmonizes the rules so that everyone in the industry knows what the rules are uh, and consumers know what the rules are. And right now, with uh, this kind of hodgepodge mix of uh, a court case uh, taking jurisdiction from here and putting it there, and the Fred, FCC Fred, we're going to we're we're gonna have to leave it there. I want to thank our guest, Fred Campbell and Catherine Sandoval, talking about online privacy and a new move to block some FCC rules that would have uh, protected that online privacy. Coming up, we'll talk about the uh, Senate Intelligence Committee investigation of Russia's involvement in the election. That's coming up on Bloomberg Law. This is Bloomberg. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.